Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Tasia. I'm Camo. And today we're going to be diving into loss. Yeah. Um, we have talked about a lot of uh, relationships or friendships um, that we've lost, but we've never really talked about what it's done to us and kind of like how it scarred us and in our lives. Yeah. Um, for you, you've lost your mother. Yeah. So we're going to also talk about like, like death, like that type of loss, but then also like, you know, separation is also like a loss. Like you don't like people that are no longer in your life, loss in general. Um, but let's let's start more lighthearted first because I'm kind of scared about getting on the topic of my mother. So for me, you know, on my dad's side of the family, obviously I'm really close with my dad and my brothers, but we have like aunts and uncles on my dad's side and cousins that have just been a roller coaster trying to keep relationships with. Um, I had two cousins on my dad's side that I grew up hanging around. We were very close um, and... We were really close up until maybe when I got out of prison and I just kind of had to cut off the relationships because it was more toxic than not. Um, for some reason, on my dad's side of the family, they're very, ju- they're kind of not judgmental is the word, but they're kind of jealous. Um, they haven't really done much. Most of them are living with my grandma. I have grown cousins, aunts and uncles that are living with my grandma and that in itself is wrong. Um, you're literally using my grandma until she passes. They don't pay up. rent. No, they live off my grandma, and my grandma is getting old. So. Oh, I was about to say I live with my Mimi girl. So what you saying? No, they are <laughs> they're grown and they don't pay rent, oh, and yeah, I they pay rent. they're just living off of my grandma and not do like aunts and uncles with that have eight kids. Oh, all their they have two that got taken away from them. Oh. And they have six kids living there that are all grown, and they still all live there. That's not that's not okay. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. none of them pay rent. None of them have jobs. Um, actually a few of them might have jobs, but they don't help my grandma at all. And my grandma's always struggling, you know, asking my dad for money. It's just not, okay. she should not be struggling if that many people are living with her. That's but she's, but she's the only one paying for everything. So <sighs> she is struggling. But anyways, with that being said, so growing up, I was never close with the, those people just because they've always been not good people. Yeah. Um, but I've had two cousins that um, are not the siblings of those cousins. So they're not the crusty cousins, but these are different cousins. And I grew up with them and we always stayed close. And they kind of, they've always talked, 
these cousins, we always were hated by the crusty cousins because our parents, um, we had really good parents. Um, we were always taken care of. We never had to go without. And so the crusty cousins did, and they just hated us for that. Um, even though our families did a lot for them still, um, being that they couldn't help that their parents were just not good people. Um, they still grew up hating us. And so with that being said, we just never stayed in touch with them. But for some reason, the crusty cousins and the cousins that I were close with started being friends. And then I found out they were hating on me and, you know, making fun of the fact that I was going to jail and all these things, even though I'm like, girl, but we grew up making fun of them. And we grew up not liking them because for how they treated us. And now y'all are buddy, buddy, because I'm in prison. And so it's crazy because they would reach out to me in prison and stuff. The cousins that I grew up with that I stay close with, I'm not mentioning names. Um, they would message me in prison and we stay close. And I, it turns out they were actually talking crap about me when I was in prison and talking crap about my dad and my brothers. Mind you, my brothers are still children. Ashen's not even 18. Um, he's 17 and London is 13. So you guys have no right to be talking about children. They've done nothing to y'all. They're boys. They don't get in drama. They don't even, they've never had anything negative to say about y'all. So the fact that you're talking about my brothers, you're grow the fuck up. You know right. what I'm saying? And yeah. you, one of y'all has uh, a bunch of kids. So why are you talking about kids like that? I just don't understand. Um, and so, you know, it's one thing talking about me and it's another talking about my brothers and talk about my dad. And you can't, me, we can't remain close if you're talking about my brothers and my dad. It's just not going to happen. Um, for years, I put up with that, and I'm just not doing it anymore. I told myself when I got out of prison, I will not tolerate the shit that I used to. I'm not going to, you know, sweep shit under the rug and forget like it didn't happen. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and I have no no shade, no Tino shade. But if you can't, if you can't grow up and and stop talking about people negatively, and you're doing nothing but being fake, playing both sides. I don't want you a part of my life. And I damn mm -hmm. sure don't want you a part of my, my kid, my kid's life. Mm -mm. So that those relationships, it did hurt me to cut them off because I love them dearly and I still do. And I don't have anything negatively to say about them. My feelings were just hurt. And I, and I didn't pull them aside and say, Hey, this hurt my feelings because it does no good. This has been going on for years. Instead of explaining myself, because I've felt like I've done that over the over years, I've done that. I've always expressed that my feelings were hurt or whatever. And it's just never done anything. It's always just... Gone in one ear and out the other. Right. And so I just got tired of it and just took them off all my social media, changed my number. Um, and I don't talk to any of them. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Because on my mom's side of the family, we're all really, really close. And everybody loves each other. And we always look out for each other. But my dad's side of the family is very weird. And... So I love my dad so much. He's such a good dad to me and my brothers. He also has another baby on the way who will be here a few days, um, I think after or before Princeton. So I'm going to have another little baby brother. But like, for some reason, people have just, on my dad's side of the family, they've been really ugly to him over the past It's because years. your dad's a hustler and he's an entrepreneur and he built a successful right. business for himself and they And they are, don't, they're jealous. They're like jealous. His, his brother and sister just, I guess, don't like that. I don't really know. And so instead of just hating on my dad, they've done it to his kids and me. And they'll try talking about my dad around me. And I just don't appreciate that because I would never do that. No. You know, that's like me going to you and talking crap about your mom and your dad. You'd be like, what the fuck? And I'm, I've put up with it for so many years. And I'm trying to sweep it under the rug and just be like, that's just how they are. But I don't have to, I don't have to tolerate you because you're my blood. Because no. 
I just don't. And so I, prison has taught me a lot. It taught me what not to put up with. And so, but that has definitely been a relationship that I lost that, you know, uh, hurt my feelings because there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, should I reach out or, you know, should I do this? But it's just, it's not in my best interest to do that. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, it sucks when you have somebody there that you're like so close to and then things just don't work out and you're no longer in communications because you've built this you know, life around these people and now they're no longer there. And so like, even though they didn't die, like you don't have communication with them. And so like the, the lost potential is what hurts. And so it's, it's painful to know that like they should be there in your life and they're not. I mean, I kind of can relate to that with my grandfather. I mean, I, I never had a good relationship with him. And honestly, like a lot of my family is like, oh, you know, he's blood, like, you should just, like, be accepting of your differences, but, like... He can't accept your differences. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, so to summarize that situation, my grandfather, I kind of talked about him in previous episodes, he's never been accepting of who I was. Um, He always had comments to make. Like, even when I was going into high school, he was like, "Um, now don't don't join theater class because they breed homosexuals. Funny thing was, he was front and center at all my shows, but um, he just always had something to, to say and like always would like bring sexuality into it because he like low-key knew that it was coming. And then like when I first came out of the closet, you know, there was like this like distance between us, but again, I was never really close to him. So like whatever, didn't really care, just charged the motherfucking game. And then um, it wasn't until last um, November not November, Christmas Eve, actually. He was like, had called me and asked if I was going to come to his house. And I was, I had planned on it, even though I don't give, didn't really care for him. Um, Then he was like, you can't come to my house if you're not wearing men's clothing. I can't accept you. You're not my granddaughter. First of all, like we need to throw these like gender norms out the window. Like men don't have to wear this. Women don't have to wear that. If I want to come out of the house in a goddamn tutu, I should be able to do that not that I would but if I wanted to like what's it to you why are you pressed and so cutting him out of my life finally there was you know so many toxic things he has said and done 
um, towards me and especially my little sister. Like same thing, you know, you, you have loyalty to your dad and your, ooh, my voice cracked. You have loyalty to your dad and your siblings. And so when they were talking shit about them, like you're like, oh, hell no. And that's how I felt when my sister was in the womb and he had the audacity to tell me that my sister was going to be abomination because she was mixed. I don't play with that shit. So I am not necessarily hurt by the fact that I cut him off, but like everybody wants to have like grandparents. And so the fact that I had to like physically cut him off and block his number and know that like my family is still involved in his life, like it does bother me that he couldn't have been mature enough and educated enough to know that like this is who I am and be accepting. So that does kind of bother me as well. But I don't know. Have you have you had like any major falling outs with friends that like affected you? Um, I don't really know because looking back, no, I really don't think so. Like I've reached out to friends over the past few weeks that, you know, we had a falling out because of my addiction um, and I've apologized and, you know, kind of explained my side. And it's crazy to think because I had gone all these years thinking that everybody hated me and they probably thought that I did them so dirty and their exact words were, we just, we, you really didn't even do anything. You just kind of went off on your separate ways. Um, but the way I remembered it was like, I probably was toxic and we just thought being friends, but in all reality, I went and did my own thing. So no, the, the only thing that ever really affected me was the cousin part. You know what I'm saying? Any friends that I've had that were not really friends with or whatever, it ended up working out in my best interest. So mm. not really. Huh, well, I'm not going to like spill too many beans, but I will say is like far as like losing a friend. Um, so, so me and Trent, you know, we grew our platform together on TikTok last summer, and we he became my best friend very quickly. Like the way you and me like clicked instantly and like grew our relationship. Me and him did the same thing, and we had such a great time. And then we were inseparable. And I'm not going to spill all the nitty gritty details because I do want to save that for a later episode. And um, when we like start having guests or whatever. But when we went our separate ways, when like things got a little messy, it was really outside influences and other fake bitches in our ears. When we went our separate ways, like I felt like I lost a part of me because I was so close to him and he was like a part of my day to day life. And I, loved him like a family member and then he was no longer there and so we went november we went separate ways from november to march i think of this year we didn't communicate and that really hurt like that was i have like every friend every real friend of mine that i've been like real close with like would really could count on you since middle school i still have them so he was the first friendship that like soiled really um like a real friendship. I had a lot of people come and go out of my life, but like real friendships that like there was real love and loyalty to, like this was the first friendship that went south. And like, I had struggled for a long time dealing with it because I was like, why did this not work out? And it, it felt like a breakup, even though we weren't dating. Like it felt like I lost somebody so close to me. Um, I'm glad that we're cute and gorgeous now. Um, but also my song Silver Lining, go stream it. Um, it is about that whole situation. So um, there's like so many different types of loss though. Like 
You can talk about your mom. Yeah. I was. It's such like a sore subject. Let's go on a break first. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. We went on a little break. I just wanted to give this last chunk of the podcast enough room and enough energy to talk about this topic. So I get a lot of questions in my DMs um, about how to deal with loss of a parent or a family member that was so close to you. And my mother was my best friend, my biggest fan. We were very close, um, you know, like every parent and child, like we had our differences, don't get me wrong. And we definitely, um, we definitely fought and, and, and had our differences, but my mother was still my best friend. She was loyal to me. My mother would cut a bitch for her children. My mother, I, I get a lot of my personality and my attitude from my mother. You know, a lot of people see me online and they might think I'm a bitch. But when you get to know me, like offline, you know that loyalty is so big to me. And so the people that I, I really fuck with, like the people that are around me, I ride heavy for them and I will always go up to bat for them. So like, you know, I don't let anyone fuck with my friends. And my mother was the same way. My mother was so supportive of me. When I came out of the closet, she was like, I told her I was bisexual and she was like, Cam, you're gay. Like, she, was, she wasn't buying it. And, um, you know, she, she just always supported my dreams. She would show everybody my music, even when my music was shit. Like, it was trash. She'd be like, oh, my God, my son is so cool. He's going to be so famous and blah, 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 blah. And, like, it was just beautiful. Like, and, and I feel for people who don't have that type of relationship with their mother or their parent because, it, like, I think the hardest part for me is, like, I do love my family, but I don't have that connection with, anybody else in my family because it just what it just isn't the same and so like it's hard for me to wrap my head around the my rock is gone and so I struggle with it still to this day very much and like I have days where I just self-isolate and I don't want to be around anybody and then I have it's it's gotten to a point where I have better or I have longer periods of good days than I would say like bad days but like I feel like now when I do have a bad day it hits so much harder because then I start questioning everything and I start regretting every decision I made in the past and like every fight we had and every time that I wasn't present or didn't show out for her the way I should have and like I know I can't live with those regrets Um, but I can't help that they do creep up in my mind ever so often. And so like the other day I had shared this video, um, with like pictures and videos of her on my TikTok, And like, I had woke up that morning and it's crazy because like different things will trigger like an emotional day for me. And I woke up on TikTok, and that audio that I used came up and it was like a mother who had beat cancer. And so when I saw it, like, it really hit me because I lost my mother and she didn't win her battle. And so that was the first thing I saw when I opened TikTok and it really set my day up to be a bad day. And so the whole day I spent like crying and like I hung around one friend, but like 
they were like, you really need to get out of the house. And I was like, I, I shouldn't, like, I don't want to. And I ended up going out and I, I couldn't even be myself because I was so wrapped up in it. And, you know, I wish I could come on here and be like, it's okay. It gets better. But really and truly, like, there's a hole in my heart that will never be healed because she's gone. And like, there's so many times I want to grab my phone and call her and I'm like, fuck, I can't do that. And, you know, I love, again, I love my family, but nobody really supported and rooted for me the way my mother did. And watching her decline the way I did, like being there in those moments was so hard. And so I appreciate you being there for me in that time period. Um, because it was the darkest period of my life. Like, you know, I know this is really about loss, but like, I feel like since we're on the topic of, I just need to like kind of give the whole story of it. But, you know, my mother got sick and she went to the hospital and, um, they thought she had pneumonia for a while. And then finally she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And it wasn't from smoking cigarettes. So I'm, she definitely smoked a cigarette or two in her life, but she wasn't a smoker. And they told her, like, it's not from cigarettes. It's not from smoking, period. Um, so, like, knowing that she got this lung cancer from something that she didn't even cause, like, really fucked me up. And so, you know, watching her decline and, like, being there for her in those moments, it it's really hard. And honestly, I have, like, PTSD from it because... I honestly, like, I don't think I've shared this with you. Um, but one thing that does play in my brain a lot that bothers me is I remember one of the last times that she could actually talk. Um, I had brought you to the hospital and she begged me not to leave. And I wanted to go have fun with you. So we left. And that was like the last time that I like actually was able to conversate with her and I left her when she begged me to stay. And so um, that's something that I got, I play in my brain a lot. And um, I'm sorry. Um, I wish I could come on here and just say it gets better. It gets easier, but it's like something that I struggle with so much. And like that moment plays in my brain all the time. Like I'm like, what a shitty person I was like you were healthy and well. And I decided to go have fun with you instead of like be there in that moment. And, um, you know, the like two, three days after that, my mother was put in a different wing of the hospital and she could no longer talk. And she was like struggling to breathe and she could just like barely squeeze our hands. And, um, like just watching that happen and then like the next morning they came to me and was like your mother's about to go like say your goodbyes and I had to go get my brother and my sister who were sleeping in the lobby and brought them in the room and like we held her together as she took her last few breaths and like said goodbye um what's crazy this might be a, 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 a reach, but my mother passed away at 6.30 a.m. on the dot. And my angel number is 3.6. And I've had that angel number for years. And so 3.6 and 6.3 are like 
very um, special numbers to me. And so she passed away at 6.30 a.m., even though, like, when the doctors came in, they, like, took their time and they, the reports will say she passed away at, like, 7.20 a.m. But she passed away, took her last breath at 6.30 a.m. What's crazy is, like, the next year, I was, like, preparing myself for that day and, like, relive, like, every year since. Now it's, um, it's been two years now. I have, like, when it's approaching that day, replayed the timeline of, like, where I was in that moment two years prior a year prior and so like on the first year that it happened in my brain i was like i'm gonna wake up at 6 30 a.m i went to bed woke up looked at my phone it was 6 30 on the dot so it's crazy like that my I, I feel like that was my mother waking me up at that time but um i don't know dealing with that loss it has been very difficult so for anybody who is listening who's lost a parent like my heart really does go out to you it is difficult and it doesn't really get easier in fact I feel like it gets harder because now I I feel so alone like I have great friends and I have a great family but I lost my rock I lost the person that was the most supportive of me and like my mother was my best friend since a child and so it's hard to have somebody there and hear their voice and then suddenly no longer able to hear them, you know? And like, I don't know for anyone who's dealt with that. Like I do find some peace knowing that she's out of pain, that she is no longer suffering. My mother was also in a wheelchair like five years prior. She actually got ran over in a freak accident by a truck um, that shattered a lot of her bones and she was never able to walk from then. She was always in pain and always had um, bad nerve issues. And so, like, I do find peace in knowing that she's no longer suffering. And, like, anyone who keeps up with me on TikTok, they've seen so many videos of me being out in public and lights flickering. I mean, you've been around me when lights just start randomly flickering. And so, like, that has definitely brought me peace like in my house and it's never done that since that day oh my god okay so i made a a tiktok about this um last it was last year we were in her basement no i'm talking about here too remember oh yeah but you were in the basement right yeah that yeah the light was flickering was going crazy and like anytime i'll be driving down the highway especially at night when i'm like by myself i'll have like intuitions or thoughts or ideas or questions to the universe and a light will flicker, like a, a street light will flicker. And I'm like, what? So like, there is hope. I, I would say like, it's not easy. I wish I could tell people it's easy. It's not like in the beginning when she first passed away, I was at peace. I mean, initially I was, you know, fucked up the first day, but then like the whole like two months after that, I was like, she's on the other side. She's in heaven. She's, she's living freely. She's at peace. But then after that, like, it hit me like a brick, you know? And um, so if you're dealing with that, spend your time around people who love you and people who support you and really keep their spirit alive. You know, my mother was a great person. She definitely had a little attitude and she definitely told her how it was and she definitely would cut a bitch if she had to. But my mother was the most loyal human being. She would give the shirt off her back. I know a lot of people say that, but she would. She would do without to make sure somebody she cared about 
had. And just like holding on to the good times, replaying the highlights. Like I love being with my siblings because I feel like that keeps her spirit alive. Like when we're together, I feel her presence. Uh, well, I, I love being around my siblings because I feel like she's there when we're together. And um, I don't know, just just be around people who love you. It's it's hard. Not a lot of people. I know a lot of people can relate, but then like I don't have many friends who have dealt with that type of loss. Um, so you know, spend time with people who care. That's all I can really say. And just like keep in mind that they're at peace. They're no longer struggling. They're no longer suffering. And that's really all I can say. Like. They they send signs, the butterflies, the cardinals I see. I know it's my mother, uh, but it's hard. I like how you said something about the dates, though, too. Like for like how you have your angel numbers. Um, This just reminded me of like uh, when I was sexually assaulted. It happened in November, Mm -hmm. November 15th, which is my dad's birthday. And this is so weird. Okay. So for years, I felt like I was in hell, like dead ass. Um, But... Okay, so it happened on November fourth or November fifteenth, and so years had gone by. And when I finally went to court, it was in the month of February. Okay, so Greenlee, I got pregnant with her in February, had her November eleventh. Mm. Princeton, I got pregnant in February, and his due date's November thirteenth. So I feel like there's these there's these like really bad things that happen in your life, and then something positive comes around the time. So like numbers. And dates are so fucking important. Numerology, it's crazy. Yeah. So I used to freak out the closer it got to November, and I would go on like a, a like a drug binge or like an alcohol binge. And I didn't realize why I was doing it until my mom pointed it out. And she was like, you do realize that every time it's about to be November, you freak the fuck out. And so I feel like God did these things for me so I wouldn't freak out when the time got because now I'm like oh my kid's birthday is in November yeah. instead of like oh the time it now I don't even think about that I don't even think oh I was raped around this time it's just these are my kids birthdays and just like February like it was the worst month ever back then because all charges got dropped and they dragged me through the mud in the month of fucking February but now I'm like oh no that's when I found out I was pregnant with both my kids isn't that so crazy so numbers crazy. and shit it's like it's a thing uh, angel numbers that's something a lot of people ask me about uh, angel numbers, it's like repetition. Like I kept seeing 36. I don't, for years, me and one of my friends, like our whole chat for the past like five years is like receipts to say three, six. And like literally every time I look at the clock, it's like three or six or it'll be three, six. I don't know. Like there's always three and six around me when I'm having an intuition or a thought. So, um, <sighs> Yeah. Today's episode was really good, though. It was very deep. I'm sorry I cried. Um, but I'm glad that I was able to talk about it. Again, like, if you're dealing with that, please, like, be around people. Don't isolate yourself. Um, because it is, it is hard, and it is still hard. But I know she's with me, and your family is with you. And people we, we lose, like, you can feel their spirit. Just keep them alive talk about them the good times because they're listening they are listening from the other side um that's all i can really say hold it down i guess does that wrap up today's episode friend i think so because cute and gorgeous i don't want to cry anymore (laughs) 
Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And we are so excited and look forward to you guys hearing this week's episode and our next episode. So we love you guys. Thank you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.